Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, we take you on a journey on how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside our architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how we... Uh, how we st- <laughs> <laughs> and with that, how about uh, this? Let's so, keep rolling. Here, here's, here's what we're trying to so, do today. Good morning, uh, good afternoon, or morning, or whatever. Uh, welcome to Inside the Firm, everybody. Uh, what we're what we're doing is we're Alex is actually reading for the first time the intro, and nowhere I got tripped up is because I had to change every when someone else is reading this. So we're gonna have someone else produce it. It says you know there you know how these business leaders. So it, I can't say. Oh, it you the were, same. you couldn't you couldn't do it in third person. I was trying. You're to trying self- to do it in first person. Yeah, right? self correct as we go. So how we manage, because I can't, you can't change that. <laughs> you, you, you can't change it. This is actually perfect. That's kind of how I wanted to start yeah. today with a laugh. Uh, so next well, wait, wait, let me finish it. <laughs> how, this is what it's supposed to say. How these business leaders manage their clients, foster company culture, while creating new and innovating projects. And now your host, I'm Alex Gore, and this is Lance Psycho. Boop, boop, it would have been boop. awesome if you mispronounced my name, Keiko. I know. Just by reading it. <laughs> that would have been the best. I should have. So this will be the last time that uh, we that we have our wonderful co-host, Al Gore, uh, read or actually cite the intro. Yeah. Finally took the plunge um, and hired a uh, local DJ slash producer that uh, is going to do a voiceover. Uh, it's, it should be a nice candy, candy-filled candy uh, female voice vo- voiceover over a, a cool hip-hop beat. That you'll hear next week, and from here on out for the intro. Candy voice, that's hilarious. Yeah, awesome. Well, you know why I say candy voice? Is that a thing? Your wife has a candy, like a candy cane voice. My wife is a gorgeous angel. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't even listen to this, so I'm not even getting credit. Good, <laughs> good, 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 good. So, uh, first, I want to start out, <clears throat> give a shout out to a to a fan who emailed in, um, and we, I, if anybody, I would welcome an email every single week from one person. That would be awesome. Yep. Either to me or Al, it doesn't matter. Any kind of feedback, or if you have a specific question, it's such a good, uh, honestly, just content filler and thing for us to address. And then I feel like we're engaging with with you with you guys, the listeners. So this is great. So shout out to Andrew. Let me say this right, Andrew Crocker. Uh, so we got this email right after last week's episode, and uh, Andrew says, "Hey." I've been listening to your podcast and enjoying it, despite the fact that I have many more years of experience than you guys. A small, as a small firm owner, I can relate to many of your topics. I do have a question for you, if you are willing to share. How do you compete slash price services on Thumbtack? <clears throat> do you have some sort of consultation? The requests I have received through the service service are all over the map. I also noticed they had an average cost of architect number, which is incredibly low. Thanks, Andy. So there's been. Uh, thanks for that question, Andy. So I've also uh, start, you know, engaged with many people in the Entree Architect community over on, on the Facebook group, and th- that seems to be a huge hesitation point for everybody is when they start looking at like what the average price people are people are saying for what like they're hiring architects for or whatever. So I want to peel back the Can onion. You, yeah, give me an example. Is there like someone did my house for X amount? Is that what numbers are on there? Yeah, like the at the average. Oh, uh, well. So, how about this? So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to peel back the onion a little bit, yep. like 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 Devin Taylor likes to say. <laughs> Shout out Devin. Yep, our uh, our construction podcast. Lo- love that guy. Love that guy. So, uh, I don't have a good figure for you, but I but I because I just can't recall right off my hand. But 
and and here's why I want to peel it back is because I think I can explain why other architects are seeing these crazy low numbers of like I don't know, let's say a hundred like a hundred five hundred dollars to do a house or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Just just it's it's like that, okay? And I can't cite in a specific example, but what I can do is I can I can I can cite three specific examples of how we have landed work recently in three different ways. Yep. So if you're in Colorado, please turn off the podcast for the next couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're still going to beat you. We're still going to beat you. Yeah. Just the personality. Uh, no, just kidding. So um, it can't hurt to share, right? So the first thing I'm going to go over is like just a consultation type of inquiry. And I won't go over, how about this, Al? To alleviate any little concern. No, I don't have any really, concern. I know, I know. I'm just, just joking. I'm just, I know you're just joking. But there's there's probably, I would say, we incur about 12 different kinds of inquiries. And they can they range from anything. Imagine what you can do as an architect or uh, just a graphic designer. Sometimes you do graphic stuff. Whatever. Okay? So I'm just going to go over three of them. The first one is uh, an inquiry for a consultation. So I actually got this uh, yesterday. And I've never actually, I've only landed one of these meetings ever so far. Um, so, so here's kind of what you get from Thumbtack. So first it'll say the job location, in this case it was Denver. Then the, uh, the client, the customer will say what kind of professional service they need. In this case, it's a consultation. They'll list the property type. They said other, other commercial. And then, then Thumbtacks asks, have plans already been drafted? She said, nope. Um, and then the approximate square footage of the project, 1500 to 2000 square feet. And then there's then they can leave a description of the project. So in this case, they said, interested in a professional opinion on a commercial space I am investing in. So in my mind, I instantly said, okay, this is a TI, this is a tenant finish. Yeah. And they want to know, should they lease this space or not? Can I do what I want to do? Uh, tenant improvement. Yep, yep. Uh, location is a business. Deadline, then it says, don't have a deadline. When, as soon as possible. And then sometimes, and then travel preferences. So then they say, like, professionals may travel to my address. I don't know. I've never really paid attention too much to that one. And then the phone number. So <clears throat> this is actually one of my, whoops, one of my frustrations with Thumbtack is that there's not, um, they don't require the phone number to be, to be sent out. So I, I, or that they don't require the person inquiring to put, inquiring to put the phone number in. But anyway, so I, so <clears throat> I responded and here's how I responded to this one is my idea is this person needs a consultation. Okay, so let's give them a flat fee for and try to compensate for your time down there, your time back up, and then your time on site. So I said two hundred fifty bucks. Uh, here, and this is exactly what I said. I said I I charge two hundred fifty dollars for a site visit like this, and to give my professional opinion as a licensed architect. If that price sounds reasonable, what days slash times uh, work for a site visit with you? The other thing that I would recommend starting out for anybody is get the Thumbtack app, and I've said this before, because then it's on your phone, and you can, it, this is a speed and a numbers game with these people on the internet. So she responded back, hi Lance, thanks for reaching out, would you be able to work work with 225? If so, I will reach out to the real estate broker and find a time that could work. I said, then I responded and said, 250 is a firm price, I bill at 125 an hour, there'll be an hour drive back, um, so it's already a deal. And then I said, I can't do it tomorrow morning. So <clears throat> then she elaborated a little bit more and she, we, we ended up landing that, that meeting. So that is only one out of many though, that I have, as soon as, you know, where I say it's going to cost this much to meet with me, that yep. they do it. Yeah. So that's one example. The next example I want to give is, so that's where, <clears throat> how about this? 
I don't because, know because that could be an example of bringing down the numbers. Ex- that's exactly where I was going with this. Yeah. And I don't know if Thumbtack is calculating it that way. I don't think. I think they're doing the broad category of architecture. Exactly. So I w- I'm trying to just alleviate any fears that you guys have out there of, oh, we're not going to get paid what we're worth. And architects are worth a good chunk of change, I think. We're professionals, yeah. right? We've dedicated a sh- crap load of our life to, to this, to this uh, endeavor. So the second one is, and this is, this is a new house inquiry from scratch. Uh, in other words, um, we're going to design the house from scratch. We actually landed this contract last week. Uh, it's going to be a really, really cool custom house, and we got a very good fee for it. Um, one of the best we've ever got. So, uh, again, this works. So, in this case, a client, <coughs> the client emailed me, and they said, um, they, they said where the job location was. Yeah, yeah, just give. The, the property give. type, the land, all that, whatever. So, <coughs> I responded back, <laughs> and I said $1. total price. So I have like a bunch of different strategies, right? And I test them and like, it's hit or miss. It's a numbers game. So I said, hey, I'm interested in your project. Because, wait, wait, did you say $1? Because is it a box that you have to put in a price? Yes. So you have to put in a price. And here's your options. Your options are fixed fixed fee. Your options are hourly. Hourly. Or your options are NA. Like uh, need more. Not applicable is NA. Yeah, it might even not even be NA. I should know better than this. Anyway, there's a place you can put like, yeah. I need more information. So <clears throat> this is, I do need to state that like, you know, that they left the project description completely blank, um, that it, the property type is a plot of land. So you got to like decipher a little bit. So I go, okay, if it's a plot of land. It's the square footage is 1,500 or 2,000 feet. And then they left the project description. Oh, then the location they put home. So you can put home or business, right? So I go, okay, this has got to be new. a new house. Has to be a new house. Yep. So I responded back and said $1 just so I could put something in there. Because I don't want to put zero because I think it looks like, I don't even think you can put zero actually because then you just put the NA. So I said, hey, I'm interested in your project. And this is critical. And then I said, I understand that you have a plot of land purchased or are you looking to first purchase a plot of land? Totally key to vetting and seeing, are this, is this a real client or is this just like a person who's up at night, they've had a few drinks, and they're, they're like, I'm going to build a house. And then, <laughs> I don't know if you asked it in this or, instance, because I think that's the first question. I don't think you have to hit them with too many questions. But before you get too far down the road, are you approved for the amount of money you want to take out? Yep. So then I kind of gave... I made that mistake the hard way. What do you mean? One of uh, Angie's lists. A whole bunch of work. They're like, oh, we couldn't even get approved for money. Well, they're cool people, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Money and land, right? Yeah. <laughs> How you, do you have land? Are you going to buy this? Uh, can you get finance? All that. So then, then I go a little bit deeper and I say, our fees for architectural plans range between $3 and $6 a square foot, depending on the complexity of design. And that does include structural engineering. Would we be starting your design from scratch? Um, and then for the record, we actually ended up getting the contract for more than that, than that price. So I think for, for, for me and the way I work, work this piece of this, this website, it's just a discussion point. I'm not trying to lure people in with low price or anything. It's just like, okay, I don't know. It's, it's here. It's this much. Yep. And this is the range. Um, and the client never balked once we signed the contract and referred back to, you know, that. But I, to that range, but they have, they have before. So it's like you're rolling the dice. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, they got back to me and said, 
Because it's hard too, because you could give that range and maybe 90% of our projects fall within that, but then they say something. And I, I guess that's your reason is like, well, when we got further along in the conversation that went outside the norm and I can't do my whole spread norm because we've done 50 cents a square foot for, you know, as built and we've done custom work at $10 a square foot, yep. you know, so yep. Yep. that's too much of a range. So I have to be within my, you know, 80% of stuff that happens. Exactly. There you go. And that's, and that's exactly what I think that three to six is for us. Yeah. So I have to finish and read this in detail. Okay. Because I think this is important. So then I said, um, would we be starting your design from scratch? My email is lmc at f9productions.com. Number is blah, blah, blah. Feel free to email or call me to talk in more detail. I would like to offer a free initial meeting to talk in more detail about your project and thereafter could provide a fixed fee quote. Houses are very personal projects and the initial meet and greet is highly recommended to make sure we are a good working foot fit. Interested. They responded. We met. You know, we went back and forth a few times. Love. Love at first sight. Yep. And we made it happen. So <clears throat> uh, the last one is a tenant finish. So I won't read through it. They, they obviously indicated it's a business, how many square feet, blah, blah, blah. So I inferred that it's a tenant finish. <clears throat> and so I wrote back to this one and I said, $65 per hour. Because that's our typical rate that we charge for, draft, for, for drafting. Not an admin fee like Alex and I. Um, and I said, I'm interested in your project, but it's not really possible to know the scope of the project at this point without either a meeting, phone call, or more descriptions of what you are looking to do. Can you elaborate a little bit more on what you're looking to have done? Is this an addition, new build, or other? They got back to me right away, asked when they could give me a call. And then we went back and forth, and had had then I did land, land the meeting to go out there, look at the space. We got the project. So in my world, the prices come down to, I think what I just explained is like, I don't know if everybody else is quoting like that and they're all over the map. Um, but I also, we also have, I also have recently tried to do, I've never, if I give them a price that's over $10,000, I've never got anybody to respond to me. It's an oh. instant sticker shock. And because just, they see that big number where the, if they see a breakdown per square foot, they might multiply it in their head, but it's just different. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> Do what you will with it. I think you just have to experiment. And like I've been telling everybody, it takes about a year of trial and error and a numbers game. And you're, for us, we spend between $150 and $300 a month um, with all the quotes and stuff on on, yep. on that website. So know that you're going to invest the money, but uh, it, it does work. So and anyway. Also know um, for Thumbtack, our price range because it's relative. Colorado prices are not California prices or New York prices or Wyoming prices or North Dakota prices or Minnesota prices. And you might not operate in the same way we do with but how we, we run the business either. Our prices generally land in the middle. So if you have an three architecture firms, you know, we're normally the middle price just to give you a heads up. So if you're a high price firm, I don't know, maybe Thumbtack never works for it you. It never works for you because you're always the highest one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even, that, but, it, but again, that might not be true because you might have your niche and someone's looking like, I need this modern with this whatever. And I want you to, you know, think about the aesthetic, what, whatever, however you sell it. I'm just saying we're a middle price firm. That's you got it. Yeah. You got it, buddy, buddy. So again, thanks. Thanks, Andy. For the for the question, and by all means, everybody else, please send 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 stuff in if we if you want yep. us to answer stuff. AKG or LMC at F Nine Productions dot com. You got it. You got it. It's development talk. So let's talk about our development. We are building uh, 
eight residential units and one commercial space here in Longmont. And we met with a banker. We can say it's Elevations Bank. Um, they're huge. They, they, it, it was a great meeting. It was a lunch meeting. This guy. I, Lance didn't want to go, but he was so happy he went. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> can I, can, I'm going to be. So I didn't want to go to your meeting and, and I didn't and it sucked. It did suck. So it was, I, I was busy. So it was good. And then Lance is like, okay, I don't want to go to your meeting. I'm like, no, this will be good. And it was, and you did. So I think everything worked out. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they've, they've, this, this guy is kind of huge because he's helped out huge some of the breweries. Biggest, some of the biggest developers and, and business owners in Boulder County. But then also some of these breweries, like people will know because they are national first start micro breweries that, that blew, blew up. Yeah. So that's, Shout out Oscar Blues. Yep. There you go. <laughs> uh, Lance really impressed him. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can I say that? So, yeah. so he asked. So he's telling us, this banker's telling us a story. Awesome bank. Just awesome guy in general, first of all. Because he was just... It was hilarious. It was a really like buddy buddy meeting. Everybody was really having a good jovial time. So he asks, um, he tells us a little story. But he's like, yeah, I had this guy come in, you know, twenty years back, and he had this idea, and he needed X amount of dollars, and he's yeah, describing. He only, yeah, he goes, he only needed twelve thousand dollars, and I'm like, how can't you get twelve thousand dollars? And the big boss at the bank is like, what? Why are we gonna give this guy? You know, like, how can he not get twelve thousand? Yeah, and he goes, he, and then he goes, and we have, he called it a, f- we have, we do one flyer investment every year. So in other words, they just throw. <laughs> we might not get this back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly where they're like, "Ah, screw it. Let's just let's just try it and see." It's a crazy idea. Yeah. Uh, and I go, "Oh, is that Dale from Oscar Oscar Blues?" And he goes, "He literally was floored. He just yeah. like, stopped eating." And he goes, "Nobody's ever got that right." Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, so, anyways, great meeting, and I want to talk about one thing that he brought up. So he brought up phasing, and no one else brought it up. And, like construction phasing. Yep. And I have a question for you, and then I want to explain the two benefits of, of facing. One is, in general, I haven't really thought about it because it's only two buildings. We could naturally phase one building to the next building. But since it's only two, do you even think it's necessary? And yeah. It depends. I, because you're going to have to get everybody out there again. Yeah. Okay. Do you know the two different ways that you can phase? And then the benefits. So one is you complete one whole building. You do COs, and then you start the other building. Okay, that is that what you were thinking he was proposing? Um, so you don't complete full COs. What I, what I literally took was start the one building. Yep. Get fifty percent pre-sold, then start the next one. Okay. Even before CO. Okay. You get you get people under contract. Literally, like when sticks, like you were. Then you interjected and you said, "Well, we were going to heavily start heavily marketing once sticks were up because you can walk through sticks. You can get an understanding yeah. of the space." I what's what's the benefit of that? Because which one um, of getting fifty percent pre sold and then doing the next one? Because you're only gaining interest on what they loan out to you as you need it, anyways. What do I? I think the benefit is that you shorten the construction window i think if you wait all the way until uh, you co and sell all of them right but then why break it up into phasing from him uh, because then you pay less interest because you're closing the construction window quicker no mm. no in my world if you if you because you're there's a vast difference between how long it will take to build both buildings if we did it at the, all of them if we did one if we started one, okay, fifty percent pre-sold, then started the next one, shortest time. 
for a phased build. Okay. Longer time is finish finish the one completely, then right. start the next one. Yes. That's, that's where I'm coming and, from. And I think the shortest one we can phase in, in a different way. So there's a benefit to, and, and I talked with my developer friends, um, let's say, let's say, Let's say, let's do easy math, right? Okay. And I did easy math. Mm-hmm. Um, and this might be the case for us, and it might be the case for someone else. Let's say uh, every unit is going to cost $200,000, right? So you need that, okay? Yep. Um, and that would mean that at nine units, because there's eight residential, one commercial, you need $1.8 million, right? And let's say they say you need 25% of that. So you need $450,000, either through land, either through services, whatever. And Let's say you just can't get that. And let's say you're $150,000 short and you don't want to bring in another partner because then you got to get involved with more lawyers. You got to, you know, they might want ownership. They might want 15% of the profits. Just all craziness, this craziness. nonsense. Yep. One way you can break it down in phasing, and this is this is known industry standard is, is kind of what you said, is that you the first phase, you complete it. You do COs. You get that mortgage money. Then you can apply that each phase is a different construction loan. Yes. So that first six buildings, right, we'd only need 300. So we pay that, we get our money with the profit, then the next one, we'd have the extra 150 that we didn't have, right? That there's no way we could come up with it. Pay, pay that and then build the rest. It'll be longer time, but if you couldn't come up with the money, it's, it, it's literally- We're extending ourselves less, that's for sure. Extending yourself less and and- I don't know if we'll do it, but I think that's important for other people to know too. Like if it's a if it's a bigger project, you you can actually do that, right? Yep. It might come down to that. The other way to phase is you 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 phase you phase the project into two, but you basically roll into the next one. So like when they're this is what's so hard. You can phase you would phase the site work, right? Okay. So that means that would be mean digging the holes putting in the, the concrete, putting in the, ta- you know, all that stuff. That's one phase, right? And then you could do the buildings as another phase. So you only have two or you could have three, right? Mm-hmm. So then you start them consecutively. So, okay, now the guy pours his concrete foundation. It takes him, you know, four days for form work, two days to pour, a couple days to cure. You know, it takes him a week and then he moves on to the next one and you open up the next phase. So that's what they're doing on some of our big projects because they have eight, nine buildings, right? So by the time they're done, by the time they're um, midway on their ninth building, they're closing and people are moving into building one, building two, you know, building three. It just depends the... um, So you are doing different construction loans and I wonder if there's a a fee for each one and then a closing cost. Can uh, I tell you what my biggest fear is? What? It's not so much interest. I get it. I get I get time is money. Yeah. So uh, as everybody probably knows, Alex and I started this firm in the recession, and we're babies of that. Like, <laughs> yep. I'm worried about the window closing on the boom and being able to sell them. So, like in my world, it is move as fast as possible. Yes. Which means if we want to do that, then we're taking the biggest risk possible and totally yes. lever. You know, but just for this, like I would just hate for us to get our Caught with our pants down. Biggest risk and then having the biggest upfront. The, the, in a stable economy, the safest way would be COs and then do the next one. Yep. But, and I'm not saying a crash is coming, but I don't know. We came out of the recession in 2013, in my opinion, and yep. they work in seven-year cycles, and 2020 is coming up quick. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for a project this small, I would have to, someone would have to explain more of the benefits of this 
of this. I think thing. we'd have to see numbers from the bank. But what it does is it brings up this discussion point, and I think that's the point. Yeah. Is that I don't think we considered it in that way um, of phasing the two buildings. Like yep. one start and stop, like very yeah. hard start and stop. Because we could finish. Let's say we finish. Let's say we're going to phase just the first building, and it was going to take us eight months. And then we we're going to do the second building. That would take us another six months. And we'd have to get everyone out there. We'd have to order lumber and, and, and all that stuff. Like, oh, my God, this is like a whole nother project where if we did it all together, it'd be, you know, 12 months. And we would have saved two months. And we wouldn't have to recall Jimmy. And oh, it just seems I don't feel like doing two buildings at two separate times. I feel like rolling. Okay, foundation guy, do that one. Then go do the next one. Framing guy, frame this one. Then go do that one. You know, electrical, do that one. Which one follows the rule of be brilliant at the basics? That one. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Same page with that? Yes. Next, solar. Solar panels. Before I give you my idea, how do you think we're going to sell these solar panels? Or not sell them? As an option, as additional? An upgrade. An upgrade, right? Meaning 10K more. Minimum. Right? Mm -hmm. Which is going to add to their mortgage. Yep. Right, which is then going to put their purchase price up even higher, you know, then because we might have a ceiling on our purchase price. And, based and on honestly, my observation about how people buy houses right now is they buy as much as they can. Like, there's never any wiggle room. And I'm honestly guilty of this on my yeah. house. Like, <laughs> it was the, it was, the, <laughs> I did as much as I could with what I could afford. And that was it. Like, I didn't, I didn't go like, well, I can afford, let's say, a hundred thousand dollar mortgage, and but I'm only going to spend fifty. Nope, I'm going to spend a hundred thousand dollars. Yep. So the reality is, if we do it that way, and that's the way I thought too, there'll be two. There's eight, nine units. There'll be three to four solar panels on there. On, on you know per unit, there'll be three to four units with solar with panels. solar panels out right. of the out of the eight. Yep. Yep. So I talked to this developer, and I think you know that they put solar panels on their project and they, they own it. And I go, Hey, Hey guys. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, so I just started asking questions. Do you have to do that with XL energy? And they go, no, we do it with all other ones. And I go, would you be interested in doing it on our project? And he said, he goes, how many units? I go nine units. He's like, yeah. He's like, do you have your condo map out yet? I go, we haven't done that yet. He's like, good. He's like, what we need to do is that, the top, rooftop structures are a separate unit that we have access to, right? You lease us though access to that for however the many. The owners years. lease that to us. Yep. Slash them. Okay. Yep. They put all the money, they install them and then they, they charge you for them and they charge, you know, and he goes, what they do is we charge the HOA and the HOA collects the fees for that. Um, and I go, well, how are your prices? Are they comparable? Like, are they more, you know, because they're solar? He's like, he goes, no. He's like, we cannot charge more than a utility because then we'd be a utility company. Exactly, yeah. And then we have to follow all these regulations. Oh, so I go, so it's the same cost as the electrical price. Yes. No down payment because, you know, and I go, so it's actually a win-win. You guys are making that money, but we're getting solar panels for no cost to anyone's mortgage. He goes, yes. I go, okay, I'll send you the plans and let's start. Let's and so, talk. You, so you're, so why wouldn't we be, want to be that person, that entity doing that? Cause, cause we don't have the capital. Oh, well, yeah. One. So 10, so we'd need a hundred more thousand dollars. Okay. And then we'd need to set this up legally and then we'd need to know how to do. And you know. your big thing at these solar panels is number one, attract buyers. Number two, it's 
just the right thing to do on a project be as yep. green as possible. And then we can say like, um, Hey, for this price, which is a better price than all these other projects, you get solar panels. Yeah, and then maybe we learn how to do it anyway. The third thing is maybe we learn how to set up the system, and then somehow we have enough cash in the next one to do it. I'd, or, I'd, I'd love to do it ourselves. I just don't think we have the time or the effort or, or talking to another lawyer, setting up a new entity. Like, I don't know. I, I Again. Well, learn you know. from people who have already done it the best. Yeah, why not? Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. Good artists. What is it? Good artists. Uh, copy great artists steal. Exactly. Yeah. So don't don't you think that's kind of a solution? Now we can offer solar panels for the same price. I like it. Competitive look advantage, my friend. Look at you. You had a so that both of these things came from that meeting yesterday. No, solar was my meeting yesterday when uh, the develop the phasing. Well, the phasing actually came from that too, but it started off in the banker right. meeting. Right. Oh, I see. Yeah. Cool stuff, Al Gore. Yeah. Look at yeah. you. Look at you. Move down to Colorado. We'll sell you one of these puppies. They're gonna be the coolest. They got an upyard. Yep. You don't even got know solar panels that. on them. You don't even know about that. You don't even know about that. Uh, all right. So we failed to we failed to get a guest for best and worst advice, but I have some best and worst advice. There you go. Uh, some new stuff, fresh fresh off the Lance uh, Lance's brain. How about that? Okay? There you go. Hot off the presses. Um, and it is trust your gut. Okay, I can't stress that enough. So uh, had a meeting recently, and um, had a meeting recently, and I got a really just a bad vibe, kind of like a nervous like butterfly vibe literally in my gut and I, I couldn't shake it it actually kind of kept me up at night a little bit um because i i i'm a pretty confident dude and i don't really i don't really ever get nervous anymore not even when we lecture even when we you know we're asked to do i mean even this podcast like i don't get nervous to do this or speak in front of anybody and all that kind of stuff but all of a sudden i was in this meeting and i was considerably nervous um so and it's not the um contractors or owners no longer I wouldn't say scare, but intimidate, you know, like when you're new starting out, just talking to them, they can come at you with crazy questions. They can stonewall you. They can have a, you know, uh, abrasive attitude dealt with it. All. How about this? I met with a, one of the biggest developers that we've ever met with a couple weeks ago, prior to this meeting that I'm talking about now, had a completely stonewalled face on the other side of the, yeah. of the coffee table, but I was not nervous. So there was no like nervous energy going on in the room there was there was everything was like nothing was off with this person i could tell this person um just ran like a good ship yep and 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 they had some integrity behind him and then at the end of the meeting got him to crack a smile and we shook hands and like it went really well so i was like oh that meeting went perfect jump to this next one again i don't know it was like an hour and 15 minutes of just a really uneasy feeling so the problem my my struggle with that was is then i i called al and i go I was like, man, I wish you were really in that meeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because sometimes, sometimes, he, um, I, get I, a, I, I have a different perspective and maybe my perspective is wrong. So I'm re- so I was really trying to do what, um, this gal actually suggested and I'm going to read it really quick. So I, so then I posed this question in the Entree Architect community, like I always do. And she came back and she said, uh, if your gut feeling gives you any, gives you any cause for concern, let it give you pause. Ask yourself what the red flag is about and why you feel that way or what you noticed that is generating the feeling. Then listen to the answer because the things your intuition heard in the conversation will be surprising to you. So that's what I was doing was giving myself pause. Yeah. And then you sent me their website in the morning and I looked at it and just, you know, people have uh, titles for themselves. 
What, what do we even have on our firm? Do we even have titles? I think, I think owner. Owner. I think, okay. own, I think yeah. partner. I think literally partner. Yeah. <laughs> or principal. Yeah. Like a normal thing. So they made up... Uh, one one said uh, the Godfather. One said the boss. One said the underboss. It's like this is just so weird. Their tagline was weird, and I was just in there. I was like, I do not like this. I do not like. I haven't even met with them, and and I, maybe I was tainted by you. That's what I'm. That's yeah. I'm glad you said that. But um, their tagline was like, we deliver. We do. Like, I was just oh, the, the focus just seems off. It seems like the focus isn't aligned or isn't in harmony with. Uh, the end result. Yep. So it seems like it's maybe selfish or about them with their titles and they're all about we and I don't know, maybe there's some ego in place there. Keep going. So uh, got an overwhelming response from from, from Entree Architect community, which I just love. I Shout can't, out. I, Facebook. Just, yep, yep. Uh, just it's such a good resource. If you're if you're not if you're listening to this and you're not in it, I just I just got to keep recommending it. Overwhelmingly run, go don't run, trust your gut. Uh, your, your intuition means something. And then Evan Troxel, our, our good buddy over there, um, had from the Archispeak podcast uh, cited an article, which I was like, okay, that just sealed the deal for me. And I literally read the article and then I turned to Alex and I go, okay, we're going to turn this one down. I just, this solidified it for me. So it's called, uh, it's on Scientific American. It's called Think Twice, How the Gut's Second Brain Influences Mood and Well-Being. Um, and then Evan went on to say, there are more neurons in your gut than in your head, which is totally true because I read this article. Uh, there's a reason why your gut knows something is up. So um, I think that's great. I'm going to link to all this. I'm going to link to the Facebook group if I can. Um, I'll get in contact with him. Uh, Archispeak, that, that uh, article. article. I've also read other articles that, based on whether you're conservative or liberal, has to do with a gut bacteria. Have you? Do you remember us yes. talking about this? Yes, I wish I, I specifically could, remember us talking about if, this. If we can find that, and and I almost think um, because right now, obviously, political landslide is, is pretty crazy. Yep. And is it is it external that's making our gut change, or is there like a virus spreading in all of us? Well, how about this? Because there's been so many illogical stuff going on, on. both sides. Let's just call a spade a oh, spade here. Easily, Let's call a spade easily. a spade here. Yeah. Um. So. Here's where I would go with that thought is I would take it like to its logical conclusion and, and it stems from so I when I just came back from Europe and how much bread we ate over there and we came back and we, I lost five pounds my wife lost lost weight like we were as thin as we've been for a long time and I go ow we ate bread every freaking day now were we walking a lot yeah but we ate bread at every single meal at my house in Colorado we eat bread maybe once. Uh, every fourth, fifth meal or something like that. Like we, you know, it's a pretty low carb, high meat diet. And I go, I think it's the bread. I think, I think whatever is in our food, right? There's something, there's something like, I think America's food is too commercialized. So maybe that stems into like what happens in our guts. It's yeah. just too commercial. They put too much products in it. It's too much process, too much, uh, you know, pesticides or whatever you are what you eat right what you are what you eat yeah. so what are we eating so there i think there's something to your your little notion and, here and and this is all kind of um you know just conjecture guess but i've been baffled about how so many people have had the same idea like we're gonna march and like think like this i'm like how are you guys all getting together and thinking the same <laughs> like i it just doesn't make sense to me logically like <laughs> Because you can barely get anyone to agree with you if you have a conversation. I can't get my page. wife to agree with me about things. I can't get my best friend, Maddie P, <laughs> to, to agree with anything I say. Um, 
Uh, so I don't, I don't know where I was going. I was going somewhere else. I can't remember, but yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I think the conclusion is, so there's something to that. I think if you get into one of those meetings, you know what? And how about this? It's, it's easy to walk away from a meeting or a potential project when you're, when your belly is full and your plate is full, right? Yeah. And you got food in the fridge and that's where we're at right now. You know, really thankful for it and everything. But it, it is really hard to do that when you're starving. And we've been on both sides of the of, of the fence. So, but I still think at the end of the day, you're going to save yourself a lot of headache and time and effort and literally lawsuits, potential lawsuits, if you trust your gut in those meetings. There's, there is something to meeting with people, other engineers, uh, business owners, whoever you're doing business with or working with, to liking the person as a person and wanting... I always come out of these meetings and I go, some of these meetings are, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, we're not taking that project. And I go, and I say to myself or to you, I just wouldn't be that person's friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, there's something to that. Isn't there? Yeah. Isn't there? Yeah. So, um, this big project that I have going on, every time I go to one of these big meetings, even, even last, last meeting, the owners were emailing me before the meeting because I sent out the foundation plans and they're like, this isn't the way it's drawn. It's supposed to be like this. Very upset. Nate, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Some, someone's laying out the uh, what we're going to talk about, and then another owner says, like, yeah, we need to talk about these foundation plans. Go in there, explain my logic. Contractor agrees. Oh, that solves that. Um, so what I'm getting at is there was some contention to start this meeting, but the team, everyone is aligned towards the same goal. I have such a good feeling about the whole project team, everyone that's working there. Um, it, it just honestly makes my Thursdays amazing, which is, which is great. Yeah. yeah. So it's huge. So trust your gut. Yeah. That's what we got for you today. Um, and then next up, uh, we have our, we have our best friend, our best friend, my best friend. Yeah. He's actually, he's actually Al's best friend. Technically. Yeah. I'm just like a very distant acquaintance at this point. And Google even knows yeah. because, uh, I, he sent in, you know, we're going to go to Nick Reed's and, uh, he sent us the audio for it. And, and Lance is like, why didn't you copy me on that, Al? <laughs> why? I was like, I did. And 45 minutes later, he gets the email. Yep. So Google knows, yep. Nick, we are best friends. Best news. So here we go, Nick Reads. Hello, best friends. Hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. As we live and as we are, simplicity with a capital S is difficult to comprehend nowadays. We are no longer truly simple. We no longer live in simple terms or places. Life is a more complex struggle now. It is now valiant to be simple, a courageous thing to even want to be simple. It's a spiritual thing to comprehend what simplicity means. Frank Lloyd Wright, The Natural House. Al, don't you see? Parting is skiing. Skiing is partying. They can't t- stop us from partying. So they can't stop us from skiing. Toodles. Thank you for that advice. Uh, I don't know where the... Oh, he wants to come out and ski with us. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So that's where he's going. (laughs) Come on out, my friend. Um, What was crazy about that is I think that's very applicable today. But that was Frank Lloyd Wright. That was 60, 70, 80 years ago. He's like, the world's too complex. Yeah. (laughs) You look like, what's happening now? now? What would he do now? Yeah. Um, So if you haven't watched Minimalist... Or minimalism on Is that Netflix. where that came from? No, no, no. This oh. is just a Netflix documentary. Yeah. Um, I and and st- have your wife or your husband watch it with you. Uh, 
we aren't Annie and I kind of went this route. We aren't, you know, crazy or anything, but we just started reducing, eliminating stuff. And man, it, it, what do you be thrown away? Oh, what have I thrown away? Or Annie, gave away? Annie reduced her closing, uh, her clothes outfits to thirty pieces. That's I'm, it. I am so impressed with your wife. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I need to watch this movie with my wife. Yes. <laughs> 30, that was it. And that that means like it's not thirty. Her, her closet is not big enough. It's not 30 outfits for 30 days. It's a pants is one unit. A shirt is a unit. A pair of socks is another unit. It's like 30. You're done. I don't know if socks count. I, I have no idea. I didn't watch her. but <clears throat> um, Less is more and more is more. Books. I, I probably donated 150 books. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I would get itchy looking at your guys' bookshelf. Yeah. Well, you're going to see it on Saturday. McGregor I fight. I will. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Party at my house. Everyone's invited besides Maddie P. <laughs> if he flew Maddie here, P, Maddie, P, Maddie P is one of Al's best friends. <laughs> you will have to stand outside. Oh uh, yeah. Well, uh, with that, would you like to continue your streak? One hundred percent. Getting these questions right. Oh God, you're just so good at it. You're so. Oh, yeah. actually, before that, has has NCARB gotten back to you with that? Yes, I called them. So if and, if, and, and let, this is why I asked because I think it's a good thing yeah. to tell so people. I, I passed all my AREs flying colors. They said no one has passed as hard as you've passed. Lance was a close. They were like Lance was a close second. But yeah, whatever. Very he beat close. him by five days, so he gave him the crown. Exactly. So I so I have a crown. Um, I have I, everything's done. So I'm just waiting. And uh, I signed up with my local Dora because that's what NCARB basically says to do. Yep. Uh, and then Lance goes, well, didn't you fill anything out on NCARB? And I go, no, I haven't. And you said, there's a tab. So you go find your tab. I do not have the tab whatsoever. And we think the difference is because I tested in 4.1, and then Alex tested in a hybrid of 4.1 and 5.0. Yes. We think, but, but I don't know. You tell me. I emailed them. Yep. Three days, they didn't respond. So I was like, I'll call the number. Talk to a awesome lady named Shirley. Yep. Might not have been named Shirley, but that's what I'm going to say. Okay. And uh, she said, oh, nope, looks like everything's good. Uh, it's going to take 30 days. And I go, From wow. the point of the phone call? Yeah. Or the point of no, the No, the point of the last test. Oh, and who, but who actually requests, it's called a green book, just so everybody knows. That's what they she send says to your local She says automatically sending it. As soon as you pass your last test, they're like. They're on it. She even said, I see you in the list. Like there's a list. So, that but, they, uh, but that's what I'm saying. Did Dora contact them and request it from them? And then that's how you're on the list? It probably doesn't matter, but you know my brain. I don't know if it's Dora that you're signing up or if they see, hey, you're done with everything. We put you on the list. And I go, man. Oh, I see. I go, man, that's a long time. She goes, actually, that's industry standard. I didn't. Oh, I hate when people say that. I I can't stand industry standard. Yeah. (laughs) And I didn't say, you realize you're the only one that licensed anyone in this industry. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't say that. I did not say that. I just said, I go, I mean... That seems like a really long time to wait. And I didn't even keep going in the 21st century with technology, with all this. So you've already verified all the experience reports or else I wouldn't have gotten the credits. You've also verified the test results. So there's actually not, if there's anything that you changed, that means you failed in the past and that shouldn't have happened. And now you're going to take away some, you know, like it, it's not possible. These things are verified. So it doesn't make any 30, 30 days makes no sense whatsoever, but that's not what I'm complaining. I just said, that seems like a really long time. And yeah, she goes, yeah. she goes, I, I'll see if I can write a note and bump you up. Ooh. And then, and then I said, and I go, because this is true. I go, yes, please do. I'm actually a business owner because I am a business owner. <laughs> and I go, this stamp 
has ramifications for projects that are in the queue for my business. She goes, I will put that in the note. So it's okay. Yeah. Why? It makes me, I mean, they can't do anything. I don't know. Nothing. nothing. No, no, because you, because you think, because I'm already the license. So we're good. Oh, it does. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying, everything I'm saying is factual because I have, because it has ramifications on our insurance. Oh, it has ramifications. There, you go. there you go. That and that's one hundred percent true. We, you know, I don't know. If, yeah. So the more licenses you have in a firm, the more you know, get a discount. Yep. Hopefully. It, but then it even has ramifications on you know like everything because it, your t- license is is filtered through you. It has fil- uh, volume implications. It has talking the city's implications. It has rep- you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. But anyways, it, it, to to sum up, she very nice, answered right away. It even has very pleasurable. It, it, even, it even has implications on your license plate. Aren't you gonna get? Aren't you gonna put license on there? <laughs> <laughs> it has implications on. Remember, me. What you were gonna do unlicensed and then licensed. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> on a license plate. On a license plate. Um, I, I want to like. I can't wait to stamp Lance when he asks me a dumb question. Oh, like, right in the forehead. <laughs> Right, 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 smack dab in his forehead. Yeah. Well, we ask each other's questions all the time, you know, about wh- whatever, a yeah. million different things. And I really want to bu- and just stamp that. Good, 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 good. I hope you do. Fantastic. <sighs> all right, let's continue your streak, shall we? Let's do it. We're moving up to chapter 24. This is uh, Inside the Firm Code Questions. And then I really have to go. I have a meeting in six minutes. Exactly. That's why we're going to burn through these and you're not going to... Can we just do two? Honestly. There's I three and they're quick. Just yeah. be quick, okay? Okay. Chapter 24. Okay. 2404.1. Vertical glass. Glass sloped at how many degrees or less from a from vertical and windows, curtain and window walls, doors and other exterior applications shall be designed to risk, resist wind loads due to the ultimate design wind speed. So tilted glass, basically. At what degree, at what degree does do you have to take do you have to take into account wind loads? So oh, 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 oh because do you mean coming up from horizontal? Because if you're at 90 degrees, you're taking on wind loans. Huh? So you mean like, when do you not have to take on wind From loans? horizontal going up. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So like so if, it's, horizontal, if it's flat. If it's at zero, yeah. at, what, at what degrees do you have to start Okay, what are my in? options? A, five degrees. B, 10 degrees. C, 15 degrees. D, 20 degrees. 15. Bam! The street continues, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, next question. Glazing and wet surfaces. Glazing that is more than how many inches measured horizontally in a straight line from the water's edge of a bathtub, hot tub, spa, whirlpool, swimming pool must be tempered if it is less than 60 inches measured vertically above and adjacent to walking or standing surfaces. A, 36 inches. B, 48 inches. C, 60 inches. D, 72 inches. So you have, if you have glazing... 36 and 60. That is, I guess, something. Between 36 and 60. Oh, well, so <laughs> it's 60 inches. Bam! <laughs> so glass is five feet away, and it's yeah. five Be- feet below. the Like the sill is five feet or less. That's the same as a door swing. That's the same as, like, coming down from the yep. stairs. Last one. So. Here we go. Stairs. Perfect. Glazing adjacent to stairways and ramps. 60. Yes. Way! <laughs> Continue the question. No no, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, no. That's not right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just get it. Okay. Glazing adjacent to stairways and ramps. Glazing, where the bottom exposed edge of the glazing is less than 60 inches above the plane of adjacent walking surface of stairways, landings, between, light, between lights of, flights of stairs and ramps, shall be considered a hazardous location and must be tempered, except for that which is located at a minimum of how many inches measured horizontally from the wa- walking surface. So if the window is X 
many inches inches away from, from okay yeah a 36 inches b 48 inches c 30 60 inches d 72 and you said it wasn't it wasn't 60 it's not 60 yeah so i, I give you a hint on this one give you a hint on this one Dead silence. Can't have dead silence on a podcast. 72. Incorrect. 36 inches. Bam. Oh. bam. Bam, bam, bam. Bam, bam, Alex has a meeting to catch. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Send in more questions. Review us on iTunes, all that. Have a great day. Thanks for being awesome, everyone. Peace out.